Hey, hey, Kayla. Sup. How are you? Good. How, how was your, uh, what, we've had, like, years off. I, I mean, yeah, it's taken forever to get this freaking show done. I, I mean, mean, wait, or was that just a weird time jump? <laughs> Who knows? Dude, I don't, we are I, talking about Hill House. I, I don't have a, a clever thing for the... Not that any of them were any good anyhow. Uh, did you run out of puns? I sure fucking did, <laughs> man. I really ran... I gassed it on the last one. That was a real stretch and... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I got nothing. So... Yeah. Welcome to a dill... Uh, <laughs> a hill to die on. Yes. Dills to get high on. <laughs> and dills to get high on. from leaking out of my ears yeah that that like goo feeling yeah uh i yeah yeah th- yeah that that was it mm-hmm. here try like, this like when zombies start to like kind of disintegrate yeah and they get gooey i don't know yeah. something gets gooey yeah zombie goo zombie goo fuck okay I think I botched it. I think I botched the intro to this one by not making sense. Well, I'm sure there's probably a word for it and like. Man, now I gotta think of something that's got like zombie goo. Uh, there's the new Train to Busan movie where there's like a Voltron of zombies. It looks kind of gooey. I mean, have you partial seen, credit? You haven't seen many TV shows. Definitely partial credit, but th- there's a good example of that in Z Nation. Um, but it's like. The Walking Dead, but a comedy, less drama, more comedy, and it's like... Oh, good, because I don't care for The Walking Dead at all. Less drama, more comedy. It's actually pretty great. To be fair, I kind of don't give a shit about zombies. I know that's not the thing that you're supposed to say as a horror fan, but I kind of don't care about them. There's like six good ones, maybe. Maybe. And mm. the uh, the first Train to Busan was really good, though. Peninsula was bullshit. Man, they CGI'd car chases. If you're not gonna like have a car chase, just don't do a car chase. Don't yeah. don't make it a bad computer rendering. I don't know, the zombie killing was cool, but eh. now we're on a whole thing about zombies and Did you ever see the newest conjuring movie? No, I did not. D- don't I okay. I I I didn't. I don't know what happens after this, but I know at one point a zombie pops up, and I went, I don't need any more of this at all. And it had already been really bad up until that point. Yeah. Man, I really hate those movies with a fucking passion. I had a friend of mine ask me to watch through them all, like in order, and and I'm like, no. I tried please. to. I tried to do it one night. I had free, and I was like. I'm going to watch all the Conjuring movies because I hate myself. I made it about 20 minutes into the second one and went, nah, I don't need this bullshit. Yeah. Like, mm, this is infuriating. I really don't like it. But yeah, a, a zombie just pops up in the Conjuring. It's, mm, 
Like, I... I feel like if there's one, I then you need to just turn it all into zombies because that's what's kind of going to happen. Yeah, in, uh, in the last one especially, like, it was based on an actual case where somebody went to prison, so if they tried to change the story too much, it could be uh, a, a nightmare of litigation for slander. And so they had to find some, like, side quest for the Warrens to do that had nothing to do with, like, the devil made me do it defense. Right. Yeah. It was was crapola. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I'm glad. I I can't sit through one after, like, like you said, like, the second one. I might get through the second one, maybe. It's like trying to do that Matrix marathon. You hit a real wall in those sequels. It's just... Oof. Little confession, I did not see the Matrix movies until like two years ago. Like any of them. And but uh, I was like confession? the goth kid and everybody I expected me to watch it. So I, I didn't, didn't watch see it. the Matrix movies until about two years ago. Well I may have seen the first one in the theater. I don't remember. That was a very long time ago. I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far as, like, actually seeing it, I didn't see it yeah. until, like, a while back. And I was yeah. like, hmm, this is fine. Yeah. I I was kind of, like, the, the... I was not going to like the things just because, like, you wanted me to like the thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was me in Nightmare Before Christmas. Not that I don't like Tim Burton as a spooky chick myself. I don't like that movie either. I, I, I love it, but I don't. And I don't know if that's me okay. just being a brat and not wanting to because everybody thinks I should, or if it's actually me not liking it. I don't hate it. I don't know if I've ever honestly even seen it all the way through, like in one sitting. I know I've seen parts of it to where I assume it's all the way through. But like, man, I don't get it. This is, or I don't think I watched more than 10 minutes of Coraline until I went, mm, I don't think so. I don't need this. I like Coraline. Right, but I'm also a grown 36-year-old man who, I mean, all right, it's fine if you're stoned, but, like, I can't just sit and watch Coraline. That's weird. Like, I was talking well, but, to, like, that's all I did, like, when I was <laughs> watching Coraline is get, like, hella stoned and like just I, watch it. I was talking to the weed girl at the weed store <laughs> recently. She's like, so what are you looking for? I was like, I don't know. I, I just get high and watch movies. She's like, oh, yeah, it always makes movies better. Like, yeah, I know. Like, duh. But, like... If I'm stoned, it's fine if I'm a 36-year-old man watching a Harry Potter movie by myself. But if I were just stone sober and watching that, like, mm, don't trust that guy. It's like dudes that see, watch Disney movies regularly. Like, man, what are you doing? I watch Disney movies with my kid. And yeah. I, I've Me been kind of, like, reliving my childhood, except for, like, seeing them from an adult's perspective. And um, Disney hides a lot of inappropriate shit in those movies. Uh-huh. Um, like, have you watched The Lion King as an adult? Uh-huh. Yeah. It, like... It's pretty wild. <laughs> on... My friend Kyle had a copy, um, Aladdin, when you, like, turn the volume up at the end of the, the song where they're on, on the carpet, and, like, you hear... Turn it all the way up, and you can hear Aladdin say, take off your pants. Hmm. Um... There was it, the Little Mermaid uh, VHS cover that had the golden dick yep, in the castle. it did, in the, in castle. the castle. I, it took us, for me and my brother, forever to find it. But when we found it, 
Yeah, I remember being a kid because we had that, and my mom sitting me down so we could hunt for it together on the VHS cover. My mom told us about it. She's like, find it, guys. <laughs> yep. And immediately, like, I can't look at it now without my eyes going directly to that. It's like, I don't even see the rest of the pictures. Just the, there's the dick. <laughs> it's right there. Well, all the new, like, the DVD cases don't have that. It has to be oh, the no. old VHS. They changed they that changed. shit in, like, the mid-90s. Like, mm -hmm. it was out for, like, six months before the, like, yeah. Disney caught word of, like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, no. We mass-produced this to, like, all of the 90s children. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and now they're an evil corporation that owns everything and makes bad movies. Yes. But uh, should we get on track? Yeah. Because, <laughs> my God. Uh, we are talking about Mike Flanagan's Haunting of Hill House, and we are at the finale. Yes. Episode 9, Screaming Memes. This is just a straight-up Olivia episode. Yes. Yes, I... I like the Olivia episode, and I didn't think I would this one. I, It's a lot, though. It's a lot, a lot. Uh-huh. And I had to watch it, like, three times through to, like, absorb everything that... I yelled at my television. <laughs> <laughs> I, I To a room of no one. Yes. It is nine hours into this goddamn series, and you're introducing a major character out of time? Get the fuck out of my face with this bullshit. Fuck off. Oh, yeah. I got so mad every time. Oh, all right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm, not, I'm getting angry. <laughs> I, it's so goddamn jarring, Kayla. I, I, I exclaimed aloud. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? This episode is the reason that I wanted to watch this. Yeah, this is the one that uh, I, I, you knew would really trigger the uh, the ire. It makes me so mad. Okay. This was the yeah. That's the biggest. It starts like out. You. Okay, I don't know how to feel about this episode because it progresses the story in a way that makes me want to like it, but there's so many things in it that very, very make wrong. me want to launch my TV into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we start on the, uh, the the raining rocks monologue directly out of the book. It's is it Theodora's background in the book? I believe so. I think so. Yes. Yeah. It's Eleanor Theodore's. God damn one it. One of the two. Oh, we've been at this for a minute. My brains are mush. Yeah. But it's one of the characters from the book. Uh, the reason that they are contacted is because in their past, their father had died or left them or something along those lines, and it rained rocks upon their home. Yes. Yep. Yep. It was Eleanor. Is it Eleanor? Eleanor. It was Eleanor. Yeah, because like she was saying, like the neighbor kids were throwing rocks and. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they threw rocks at her. Yeah. They threw the mystery rain rocks yep. at her. So she like her mom's lie made her. Yeah. More that was part of like the psychology of her being like, not having friends and being a loner and stuck in the house with her mom and. You know what really struck me, 
and now that I'm thinking back on it, but this is the first time that I really noticed it. Because Olivia gives this very long monologue while they're cleaning... Her and Mrs. Dudley are cleaning up glass in a hallway. Mm-hmm. And I realize how good of an actress Annabeth Gish that plays Mrs. Dudley is. Because during this whole monologue, she has to continue to look interested in what she is saying. Yep. And there is no way that a human person could sit and listen to that <laughs> without just being like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, just... Yeah. Her um, background acting of having to look interested in the bullshit coming out of this woman's mouth is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Alright. So there's some time travel. Like, just straight up time, time travel. travel. Yeah, it... She sees Nell as an adult. Dead is a... Go- mm. I, <sighs> this goddamn time travel. I, it, it makes describing the show so hard because the timeline is so fucky. I... <laughs> okay. We do learn... It does clear up a lot of the scenes that we've seen before, like when she's... Uh, Olivia's talking to herself in the, in the room, bedroom. In the yep. bedroom. Yep. Or why she punches the, the vanity mirrors. But, like, man, the time travel with Nell's ghost thing, like, you have jumped the shark. Yes. <laughs> this is getting a bit ridiculous. Yep. You had a really good story. Why is Poppy here? Why is Poppy here? That's, like, the most important thing. She is supposed to be, uh, from the importance that she's given in these last two episodes, she is a major character in the story of Hill House. We're introduced to her with one line of, Poppy Morgan's insane, by Mrs. Dudley. And now, all of a sudden, she is just in the show. She is a major cast member. yep. And on she goes on a lo- nine. On our nine, Kayla. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and she comes in and gives the most goddamn <laughs> ear. The monologue that she gives really bothered me. I it did re- not like her voice. Like they No, because it, she's dressed and talks like a flapper from the twenties. When when you have a dream so bad that you can never awake from it, well, that's a screaming Mimi. It's just, mm. uh, I know my insides were exploding. Yeah. Okay. They were like, well, I mean, in true fashion, the the monologues are very theatrical, and that one especially. So it takes for. Ever, it, she is talking for such a. They go to multiple rooms and she is still talking. <laughs> My God, <laughs> this very important character that we just met. Yep, it not not a mention or a glimpse or anything before the second to last episode of the series. Because she is essentially the one that drives Olivia. Over the edge into just full-blown possession, insanity, uh, however you would like to phrase it. Psychosis-ish? And that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to say possession because, like, I understand it's the doings of a house and not, like, a demon necessarily. Yeah. But possession is the only word that I could think of that really works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
She's losing her shit. Yeah, like totally losing She's her She's losing shit. her goddamn like, mind. I mean, there's a reason like he grabbed the kid and was like, at the very beginning, don't open your fucking eyes. Yeah. Keep them shut. Whatever you see, it's not real. We gotta go we now. We gotta go. Like, that, yeah. However, the next note that I've written down is just, hmm, kids talking about suicide. That's neat. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I guess. Because I believe this is where... <laughs> Uh, Nell is saying, what if I'm sad? What if I'm so sad and I can never wake up? And and then the little boy... Luke. Luke says, what if I'm so sad if you leave that I fill myself with poison every day until it kills? It's a lot longer and more elaborate than that. Yeah. It's just like, oh my... It was when I was like, I slapped my forehead. It was just like, "You're you're doing this to me. You're doing yeah. that after you had these last two couple episodes that were a pretty good build up, a few problems with notwithstanding, but like all of a sudden you're gonna withhold information for how many episodes and then just take a shit right on us. <laughs> just gonna fucking drop a Cleveland steamer right in the middle of this goddamn thing yep. and just play all your goddamn cards. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well. Yeah, anytime I can watch a kid talk about suicide, it's I, yeah. great. Yeah. It, like, the Excellent. Whole, I, the whole, like, prophecy on, like, the kids' lives, like, is a stretch. <laughs> I, I, it, Especially but, since it I apparently mean, didn't spooky, happen. I, I, and, I, I, again, this is where that time dilation, like, it kind of gives them free reign to just do whatever they want. Yeah. The, yep. the rules get real loose these last two episodes. They, they have gotten very loose. Oh, uh, so I was wrong before. This is where we get the Mrs. Dudley monologue yes. about yep. you need to keep your baby safe from this world that will eat them up. In yep. this house. And she almost yeah. spills her beans about what Hill House is about and then just kind of backs off of it abruptly. Yeah. And just like... The yeah. fuck are you? And Olivia's sitting there like, yeah, you're right. When it, even if she had any semblance of being a person left in here, would have been like, hey, what the fuck was that all about? Do you know what's going yeah. on here? Like, you wouldn't just like <laughs> let her stop talking about that. Like, explain um, why you're saying this. Yeah, why are you telling me that? Like. Oh, also this house will gobble up my children's souls. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that part about? Yeah. You want to uh, rewind that a little bit? Yeah. Elaborate just <laughs> even the smallest of bits. Like, are you fucking crazy and do I need to keep you away from the children? Mm-hmm. I, mm, mm. yeah. So then we get to the vanity. Yes. And she sees the twins as adults, I believe. Yeah. Is it as adults I, or is it as kids? I, because I know at one point she says, like, I knew it was Luke and Nellie, and I think it's right after that, because she sees them dead as adults, and Luke's yes. fucking OD'd with yep. the foam, yep. and Nellie's got her jaw wired shut, yep. and then she sees Poppy behind her, and she smashes the fucking mirror. Yep. yep. That was fine. Yep. That was... I liked that it, scene. Except for the time travel bullshit, everything else, it was constructed very well. Yes, the... The use of, like, camera angles and the mirror and the, the CGI, the whole thing was beautifully done. I, 
scared the fucking shit out of me. I've got, like, a three-mirror vanity, like, in my bedroom. And, like, I watch it harder, like, <laughs> after that scene. Just a little bit. Like, I'm always, like... Hey, my eye I, you. Yeah. I'm I know what you're doing over there. And it's a very, very, like, old antique vanity mirror that I got out of an old lady's basement. So... Yeah. You know. Haunted Mirror. Haunted Flanagan's mirror. done it before. Yeah. Oculus. I, yeah. That was like one of his yeah. first movies. Didn't care for it, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. But yeah, she smashes the fuck out of it, which, again, we we knew that kind she of was... Kind her kid a little bit. Yeah, we, we knew that uh, she was losing it, like, when we saw her do it the first time, but now we know why yeah. she did it. And... I don't blame her if I saw my uh, children in a, dead in a mirror with the lady who was talking about, uh, hey, you should kill your kids. I might smash that mirror. Yeah. Seven yep. years be damned. Yep. Fuck that mirror. Yep. So she goes, because she's supposed to be going to her sister Janet's house. Aunt Janet that the kids. Aunt Janet. Mm-hmm. And we see her in the hotel room. The hotel room. Yes. Like, the, yeah. The hotel room that... Uh, they were in his kids, or that they would be in later. Yes. It started with her, and it was the family, and then Nell went there before yep. she quote unquote killed herself. Yeah. And it, it's just tying up the whole saga of this family. It was it was fine. Yeah, the the time like it did tie in that little bit. Like, it seems, like, really random, but, like, like all the other situations, but, like, it ties everything together. Um, I like her a little bit more after this episode. (laughs) Um, Because they don't, like, they show, like, her going crazy and stuff, and just uh, her as an actress, she's just... Yes. I love her. This does shine a real light of empathy on her character. Because otherwise she's just acting very erratically. And you know that... uh, There's something going on, but you don't know what. They're not showing you, like, her side of it. Yeah. We've seen everybody else's perspective perspective except for her. And it's... Yeah, it's a real, like... No, smashing that mirror was probably the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a rational yeah. move. When before it was just, oh, she's a fucking maniac. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Until she comes back to the house from said hotel room. And uh, Shirley catches her making tea in the kitchen. That yep. is just brimming with rat poison. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Like, all of the rat poison. Uh-huh. And she is out of her fucking mind she, man, uh, once again, Carla Gugino losing her mind. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. She played it perfectly. I I kind of wonder for her sanity after playing this role because goddamn, um, she went hard on this one. Well, I believe it was right after this when she was in Gerald's game and had to just be like chained to a bed for most of a movie. <laughs> Man, oh, man. <laughs> that's that is some dedication, but yeah, like, cause she's got, it's in her eyes. It's very much in her eyes because she's not like acting differently necessarily. She's still kind of those like cheery, flowing woman, yep. but with a very sinister uh, tone about yeah. her. Very like she knows like 
knows how to be spooky without acting spooky, if yeah. that makes sense. And while also capturing the, in, I guess in the previous episodes, the... Uh, that this is clearly a mental illness yeah. thing because it turns on and off. Yeah. So she goes and wakes up the twins to go have a... Uh, a tea party? Yeah, a, a midnight tea party, and she finds Abigail there with her. Uh, yeah. Or with the kids. Uh, Luke's yeah. sleeping on the floor yeah. like a gentleman and at Ab- six years old. six years old with a girl in his bed like man. You could tell he was going to be kind of a ladies' man later in life. This is where I get very confused. Yeah. Uh, It it kind of loses me. Uh, We get more of the cup of stars. They're just shoehorning in more. They don't understand the meaning of the cup of stars, I guess. No, that, that did not translate at all. They tried to translate from the book to the show, and it didn't. It didn't work. Uh, I believe it's when Hugh runs in and spills all the stuff, and she starts seeing the ghosts in the hallway. And there's the old lady who's just yelling at her, Poppy lies! My my only note that I wrote down, it was just a, old lady's gonna old lady. Yeah. She is old lady in it up. Yes. Yep. I just I thought it was very funny. I don't know why. I liked the old lady ghost that she gives no fucks. No, it was and they pulled a golden girls in the middle yes, of it. They did. <laughs> For no good reason, but I really enjoyed it. I, it really captivated me. And uh Olivia just takes a fucking swan dive right off of that uh right off that balcony. Yeah, yeah, she did. Just she doesn't hang herself though. Which, no. I, I kind of thought they would have her do that because it would correlate, you know, the... Yeah. The, I, I don't know why they didn't. I... Well, they... they maybe Carly Gugino said, fuck you, I'm not doing that. Maybe. Don't hang my character. Just let me take a face first swan dive. I mean, it it fits her character to the... I, I rather like the swan dive. Yeah. Um, she dove off the into the abyss of madness, and it was very fitting. Um, it's I, gnarly. Yeah, it's it's very, pretty fucking gnarly. Very gnarly. And and you gotta think that like the way Hugh was like splattered in blood, he was at the bottom of the stairs, and when she landed, like. Yeah. Oh mm, man. <laughs> um. Talk it's about, very good. Like, and there's a reason he was going. Like, it looked insane, like a serial killer after she died. Yep, because he uh, picks her up and, you know, he's trying to comfort her because it's still his wife, regardless of how nuts she's gone. And again, like, to his surprise, she's not supposed to be there. And she's not certainly not supposed to be there murdering children. No. So... Is Abigail real? She has to be, right? Abigail's supposed to be the ghost daughter of the... But I think she was real, though. That's why Hugh and the Dudleys have the pact. But it never makes sense to me because nobody else ever sees her except for Luke. Except for Luke. And then all of a sudden she is real? Yeah, 
But like people have walked in and seen Luke speak. I I think she was just this is the culmination of all the crap going on at Hill House and. But the, the Dudleys explicitly say like, oh, she must have climbed out through the vent. And now that her ghost is there is why they don't want him to burn the place to the ground. Yes. So, yeah. uh, dude, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I. This really That's got, why they it, stayed was because of Abigail, like, was tied to the house as a spirit. I, may, maybe? maybe? But it wouldn't just, have made sense if they would explain to Hugh, like, oh, we'll just go bury your body in the woods. Right. Like Nobody maybe. ever, nobody knows that she exists. We'll just bury her. And since we know how Hill House works, we're going to see your ghost here every day. Yeah. So, was she a little girl who literally, like, snuck into that house and was, like, literally sleeping in there? Or was she a ghost the whole time? Mm. Mm, Good question. Either way, we get to watch a little girl drink poison. Yeah. That was a... Yeah. That was a thing that happened. (laughs) Maybe she was now ghost? Yeah, like, did Olivia kill her? Or was she a ghost and, like, not die? Dude. (laughs) I... For one, though, like, how did that ghost have, like, usually, like, it takes, like, a lot for them to, like, just move something, but she, like, drank some tea, like. Right, that's why I'm saying I think she was a real little girl, but it doesn't make sense for the rest of it if that is the case. Well, their ghosts are going back in time, so maybe, god damn it. The goddamn time travel. That's such a. Did they kill their daughter in that house years ago? Are the Dudleys murderers? Mm. Maybe maybe Olivia did kill the little girl and she was real, maybe. but like he, she was being seen when they were kids. Maybe Mrs. Dudley didn't naturally lose that first child. Mr. Maybe Miss, Mr. Dudley's beating her. Oh, yeah. Because she's deeply religious, too, and deeply religious women won't say anything. Oh, yeah, that's, that's definitely Just, a thing. Bruises from the neck down. Uh, dude, I'm grasping at straws as to how to make any of this I make know. any sense. We've gotten off on a real domestic violence <laughs> tangent, and I'm really, uh, I'm not okay with how we got here. I know. And I think we're going to be done with that yeah. part. Cool? Yeah, All after, right. after let's, child murder <laughs> and domestic violence, let's move on. I'm going to real fucking roll here. Yeah. Uh, so, this is what I wanted to talk about before. Because... We get a shot of when the first time the family enters Hill House. They look very different than we have seen them in the rest of the series. Yes. Even when they were young at Hill House. The clothing is different. Like, they look like a family from 1992 when they walk in. Yes. They immediately look put back in time once they enter Hill House. Yes. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Because it's Hill House. I, so they, they were, just wore the wardrobe they found in this place? I, I, man. It makes you wonder. Uh, well, I don't at know no point the question. Th- like, they're not, like, out like shopping. And, the like, real standout is Carla Gugino. Because she walks in and she's just got, like, a tank top and shorts on. And we have never seen her in anything that is less than just gorgeous. Yes. Yep. And then all of a sudden she's just like, uh, she's mom. Yeah. And, like... 
I don't know if that's supposed to imply that immediately it's put them back in time or it's an immediate uh, fucking with time. Like an, just a, an effect of the house or if it's they just did that visually to show that time is fucked up around Hill House. I right, Or just to make it seem like they're, they were very different people when they got here just to visually show it. I get it, but man, it was very shocking when they walked through that door and you're just like, oh, none of them are wearing even close to... Because, I mean, they're not wearing the same fucking things throughout the entire series, but what they're wearing is drastically different. different. Yeah, the different styles, and very much so. Yeah, what they're wearing is modern to the time. Yeah. What they're wearing throughout the series, like, it's not like... suit. None of them are wearing, like, a suit of armor, but, like, it's very old-looking. Yes, yes. And, like, especially Olivia's costumes like in the house were oh, she looks like victorian royalty yes <clears throat> like absolutely it pulled it off fucking perfectly um it was amazing how they did that but the the switch of like because they all switched to like like decades yeah. back and it's yeah that is it's a bit drastic like to do that with all of them and not be like oh she just changed her style or you know but yeah they because all... it, it yeah it looks like they just picked around in the closets that were there yeah it, yeah it really bothered me it, do you want to know why i screamed oh fuck you at the tv at the very end of this episode i probably already know but is sure. it is it the very last line because i wrote it down verbatim <laughs> you did i you did <laughs> <laughs> How much do you hate me for making you watch this? Everybody's going off to go check out the, this brand new house. Because, again, yeah. this is the first time they've ever walked into this house. And Hugh turns around and says, oh, come on, honey, something like that. She says, oh, you go on without me. And I quote, you guys go on without me. Hugh, quote, How could we? <laughs> Roll credits. I screamed at the t- uh, Fuck you. <laughs> it's, yeah. I Man, it really bothered me. It seemed like they had gotten almost to the end of this. And these last couple episodes, the final one, not so much, but this seemed a whole lot like... Uh, it's 2.30 in the morning and this is due at 8 a.m. We gotta fucking cram something in here. Well, let's throw it in there. You go on without me. How could we? Like, uh, it's not my best work, but it's I, fucking due. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get this done. Yeah. Yeah. The writing really got away from them in these last couple episodes. Yes. I, that specific closing uh, every episode pretty much so far has had a good ending that has made me want to watch another episode (laughs) the ending of this one i groaned so hard (laughs) that my kid was like what mom because i had like done it so loud it woke him up in his bed um you you just mutter under your breath just uh, just disappointment never mind buddy it's okay (sighs) yeah it do you want to know, because I, we had to, like, we had to put this off a few times. Do you know how long it took me to get around to watching the actual final episode when I knew I didn't have to? Oh, probably. Until yesterday. 
Well, at least it's fresh in your mind. I, it was the only one that I hadn't watched multiple times because every time I get to the end of this, I, I don't fucking need this. I don't care how this ends. You just did that. You introduced a major character nine hours into your story. And you're going to end on this bullshit? The fuck out of my face. They spent way too much time <laughs> going through and introducing characters when they could have been actually working on the story. Yeah. Instead of doing basically a two-episode story. <sighs> um, but it is a very short story to begin with. Like, I can, I devoured the novel and, like, one day. Um, oh, well, I but, mean, yes, that is one thing, but we've all already established, and I've tried not to hit on it too many times, but this is not Hill House. This is not This Hill is House. an independent story yeah. that they slapped a name on. If you want to do Hill House, that's fine. Do Hill House. Name this something else. Yeah. It's kind of like when we were talking about Wonder Woman. The whole, the whole problem with that, just slap a different name on it. It's fine. You're Mike Flanagan. You don't need the name recognition. Don't, don't ruin this thing that I like. I, yeah, I was... <laughs> With this time-traveling bullshit. Yeah. God damn it. All right, so um, any final thoughts on episode nine? I think we've covered that pretty well. <laughs> I've, I think I've yeah. shouted more in this episode than anything else, and anything else that we've done so far. <laughs> I'm sorry, this one really gets to me. And that's, the thing is that I, like, I really like the core mechanics of watching uh, Olivia's journey through all of this because it's the one key that's been kept secret this whole fucking time. <laughs> and it's this. Yeah. And they just pissed in my face with his <laughs> bullshit and it really at the ending of this part of the reason that i didn't want to watch this last episode is like well what the fuck else could you have to tell me this is what you did like this was your lead up like i think you're kind of done now right like this is kind of it yeah like there's not a whole lot of avenues you can go down which is exemplified by what happens in this last episode i don't hate it as much as the previous one but, alright, here we go. Yeah. The big finale! Episode 10! Silence Lay Steadily. Get fucked yeah, <laughs> with that title. The, the, the title needs work. It de definitely needs work. Okay, so, who in the Hill House, that thing that we haven't talked about so far? It, it, it's everybody, it's, it's the finale. The whole, yeah. Alright, so it begins with Theo dancing in the Red Room. We finally figure out what this goddamn red room is. Uh, yeah, that's... Like, I like the Theo dancing theme. Did take up quite a bit of time. I think they lingered <laughs> a little bit on that. A smidge? Just a smidge. Um, yeah. And I... Because like, at that point, I was like, man, we got important shit to do. I, like, come on. You're closing <laughs> the show and you're, like, stuck on this chick for... And that... Good chunk of time. <laughs> it, I was so confused yeah. because, it, again, it had been like two years since I've watched this, and I watch a lot of shit, and it yeah. took me forever to get around to this. I didn't remember how this ended. And all of a sudden, Steve's wife is super-duper pregnant, and he's talking about, or they are discussing the events that happened at Hill House that night. And I got so goddamn mad immediately. It's like, you're going to fucking skip over all... To their credit, it's not. My fears were assuaged pretty quickly. Yeah. 
But then it was very con- jarring because earlier in the series we obviously we had heard the Steve he had, had a vasectomy. Yeah. Which they can be reversed like sometimes I think like they say they can but like I'm sometimes not a dick they doctor. Can't. I, I, I don't, don't know. Yeah. But we also learned earlier that he's been lying to his wife for the entirety of the time that they've been together. Yeah. Yep. I don't like him. I know. I it just this last Dude. episode makes him even more of a tool and I didn't think that was possible up until this point. All right, it's one thing to if you're all right, if you're married to somebody or even just in a committed relationship, it's one thing to lie about like getting home late from work cuz you just fucking needed a minute and you need to go to the bar or do whatever. Sure, be honest, that's the best policy. But sometimes, I mean, everybody tells a fucking fib. This isn't something you fucking lie about. No, like... It's something that's also easily medically provable. Yeah. And whatever doctor they went to should have had that on their file and said it in front of his fucking wife. wife. No shit. That's neither here nor there, but yeah, like, dude, you... How are you going to get out of this? What are you What are you thinking, man? Just be fucking honest with her and say, I can't. I can't do it. Yep. I, yep. Like, let's find a guy that, like, <laughs> donate some sperm and, like, but... And he's, ta- but he's taken the lie so far that they are yes. at the fucking fertility clinic. I know. And, it, and he knows he can't. And that's going far. Like... If, if you're to the point that you're going that far into a lie instead of telling your partner that, like, hey, I already had this done, like, uh-huh. um, a long time ago, like, you should have told her right then and there and been open on it say, like, if I'm going to date somebody, like, I will tell you, I am not having another baby. Fuck you if you yeah. think you're going to get me to have another baby. That's something you don't lie about especially when like it's driving her nuts because she can't get pregnant yeah and yes to have just taken the lie to such a degree that there's no way out of that no just fucking say it man you fucking knob god i I hate steve i really but uh (laughs) his wife really kind of uh gives it to him in the scene all right i didn't care for the effects here with the pregnancy no it was yeah definitely not done the best because while she's telling she's basically telling him the truth yeah <laughs> which yeah. is which what, is weird that like that. yeah the, the hill house is really like the protagonist here like good job hill house yes R- really fuck him yeah and really kind of fuck everybody in this family as we learn in this episode again Man, they threw a lot of shit at us that they're just establishing in hour ten. <laughs> I'm sorry for shouting again. Um, so basically, his wife goes necrotic. Her belly gets gigantic. Yeah. And she yeah. says, "If this thing feeds and sucks away my life into rot and ruin, it, man, there's a lot of that a in this lot. series." Yes. There's a lot of talk of decay and rot, and I get it, but, man, it didn't need to be in this particular piece of dialogue. No, not at all. Um, it, but then again, I flair for the dramatic and overdramatic and, and, and drawn-out 
It happens. I I, yeah. I... It was fine. It's not something that I really, like, it didn't catch me off guard yeah. because of the rest of the series. It's just like, yeah, this is pretty much par for the course. Yeah. This it... is somebody said something and now we realize that we've been talking for a bit, so we got to do a spooky. Yep. Here it is. Yep. Here's the spooky. Uh, and, oh, look, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, we see the tall ghost again. Yes. I, which still not explained. No. I just... Was it the dude that was in the walls? I, see, maybe. Well, then who was the guy fixing the clock? See, who, that was my thought, too. Who, I, who the fuck are these people? I, they didn't tell us. They gave us uh, how many that were identifiable? The bent neck lady, which was just now. And then the only, like, I guess, resident ghost of Hill House is Poppy, Poppy. who I will not shout, but I will reiterate, was introduced at hour nine. (laughs) Of a ten hour series. Of a ten hour series. (laughs) So then we get Luke dying in the red room. Yeah. Um, I don't like this scene. Um, just because of the very, uh, raw imagery of somebody <laughs> ODing rough on me, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, hard to watch, but also, like, kind of laughably unrealistic, <laughs> because, um, whatever he was doing was not heroin, at least, um, I don't know what the was that some, like, ghost drugs? Uh, is that it, is my question. Is he fucking shooting scrubbing bubbles? I, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I know. I, it, it, it was rough to watch, but still, like, almost laughingly unrealistic um, to someone who's seen that those things before. Now someone, like, from the outside is like, that's really, really disturbing. I never want to do that. Like, yes, let's do all of that and scare all of the people away from that. Yeah, don't um, do drugs. Don't do drugs. Unless you um, want to. I, mm, I, I I wouldn't. I believe I wouldn't do drugs. If you want to do drugs, fucking do drugs. I'm not gonna stop you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Free will, but like. I mean, you specifically, Kayla. Do drugs if you want. I don't uh, give a shit. But no, you don't want no, me doing don't drugs. Do drugs. I'm in your house, and I'll probably end up dead in the bathroom. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a whole thing I don't need right now. No. Man, that would be a real bummer of a way to end an evening. <laughs> like, I mean... Oh, body! Shit. <laughs> That's shit, what we get shit, for shit. talking about fucking Hill shit, House. Shit, 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 <laughs> You win, Hill House. <laughs> mm. So, yep, we get the, the Steve and his wife, and we realize that it's a dream. Yep. Steve is in Hill House. Because her... Or not her. Uh, he and Hugh had entered together... We never, I don't think we ever watch uh, Shirley and Theo enter Hill House, I, do we? No. I don't believe they did. Hmm. Um, mm. They sure wake up. Anyway, all right. So, next we get Luke's dream. A lot of this episode is, uh, is alternate history, sometimes, kinda. Yeah, it's... Warped memories? Yes. Like, I feel like maybe Hill House warped memories. Because Hill House is known to, like, fuck your shit up. Like, that's part of, like, the book. Like, it gets inside your head. Right. Like, so maybe that's why the memories tend to be so, like, warped from different people's perspectives. Yes. Ish. 
So in Luke's segment, he finds, or Joey finds him when he's at the payphone calling the rehab center saying, I just need a bed. I just need a fucking place to sleep. It's cold. <clears throat> in this version, Joey comes up behind him, finds him and says, no, I took the money and I went and got us this hotel room. And they had 200 bucks cash. And this is just a... Got it's a pretty fucking nice hotel room. Yeah, I, there's, yeah. And she's got a big balloon of fucking dough. Mm-hmm. And it, it's clear that he doesn't want to. to. Yes. Yep. Like. And she's talking him into it. Yeah. He tells her like explicitly, "I don't want to go with you." Yeah. I'm not going to put a needle in my arm. Yeah. Like, it, it very, very strongly, like, uh, I I kind of like the, the back and forth seat, like, between the two of them, because it, like, kind of shows, like, the inner struggle that, like, early recovery is for a dope addict. Like, yes. um, it's not fun. Um, and... It, she is acting manipulative in a way that she never really had before. She didn't lose, like, the characteristics of her personality, but it was that she did such a good job of portraying that it was a figment of his imagination yeah. and it was Hill House fucking with him in, yep. a, in a vision. Yep. Like, yes. And it, that's showing, like, you could tell that it was it was her but it wasn't her. Yes. Like. And snap to reality, Luke is laying, oh, it's rat poison. He shot yeah, rat poison because there's the rat poison bottle yeah. laying next to him yeah. and he's got a fucking needle in his arm. Mm -hmm. Which, one of two things. Either he was 90 whatever days clean and just had a needle with him or he stopped to grab one. That's. Or did Hill House make a. It was uh, the middle of the night. You, like, <laughs> he was driving at night. Like, where are you going to buy one of those just, like, on the road? Like, pharmacies aren't open in the middle of the night, and that's not Even, like... okay, even junkies aren't going to go down to the open-air drug market and just be like, hey, I just need a rig. You're, no, no junkie is just using one that somebody hands you. Well, all right, I shouldn't say no junkie with anything to lose. Yeah. If you're already infected and fucked up, who gives a shit? I but, know. and th that exists... In droves that exists. But, yeah. So, Luke snaps too, and he's got a needle full of rat poison in his arm. <sighs> Shirley's dream. Dream sequence, I suppose. Yeah. There's no horror element to at this all. whatsoever. It's... Because, at least in Luke's, at the very end, he has not put a needle in his arm, yet there is one in, in there. there. And it's... Joey's eyes melt out, I believe, and it looks real stupid. It's... But it, the scene was fine. I'm not going to... That the eye-melting effect was... CG wasn't it's... great. Uh, yeah. But, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It was fine. It wasn't. It, it was not the bug crawling out of a cat's mouth. No. It just went, Jesus, that looks bad. Uh huh. <laughs> but uh, Shirley. Shirley. Precious, precious Shirley. I. <laughs> I hate her. So much. Yes. Um. 
And I... The appetizer thing drove me fucking nuts. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just a small thing that really bothered me so goddamn much. I... Yeah. Mm. I... I feel like Shirley is is a Karen. Oh, for um, sure. If we if this movie was anything about like anything just outside of her home, we would have seen some shit. Like, could you imagine Shirley at like, a, not an expensive restaurant, but like just a mid priced like like a burger joint? Yeah. She would be the worst. <laughs> So, yes. all right, we've already established that she would be the worst to move with. Now she would be the worst to go get... Oh, could you imagine her at breakfast? Uh. I asked for these eggs to be over easy. Now, I don't know what you call over easy here. and It's one of those people you just bury your head in your hands and you're yep. like, God fucking damn it. Yep. Every single time I have to go through a drive-thru with my mother, I don't know how she is 62 years old and does not know how to communicate an order into a box. She's been doing it my entire life, and I am almost 40. But watching her try and order food at McDonald's is a fucking travesty. <laughs> the person on the other end of that must be so goddamn confused. It's the most jumbled collection of thoughts followed by, Well, hold on! Um, well, do I want a Coke or do I... It's, my fucking God. <laughs> Tell the person what you want. It's nothing changed since the last time you were here. It's McDonald's. Get what you need to get. Yeah. Just tell them what you want. Be efficient. Let's fucking go. It's not like they don't have, like, another menu. Like, I... I'll stop. Like, if I can't decide what I want, like, I'll stop and, like, look at the menu because there's, like, one back behind for a reason. Um... Yeah. She's also the person that doesn't like anything, so anytime we have to go out, she has to make alterations to food all to hell. So I, I will not take her to any place that has, like, flavorful things, because there's bound to be something, and I have to listen to the list of demands that she heaps upon this poor waitress. I worked at Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, which is, like, spicy <laughs> fried chicken. And, oh, I, oh, I um, know what Popeye's is. I, I had a woman an older woman, asked me if I could make the jambalaya not spicy. And I'm like, lady, it doesn't work like that. Like That comes in a fucking it in a, bag. It comes <laughs> in a bag. And, like, I have no control over the recipe. The only thing, like, you get, there's spicy and pour, not spicy depending on I, the chicken you mix in with it. I can pour some water in it. That might dilute it a little. I don't know what. Maybe. Dude, all right. If we're talking about restaurant shit, the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Somebody, when I worked at a place in, in, out in Grand Rapids, uh, requested a medium rare steak. Fine, right? No juice. I don't want anything to come out of this steak when I cut into it. So I watched a buddy of mine grab a mid rare steak, put like two or three like layers of gloves on, and just sit and wring out a steak over a trash <laughs> can. And send it to this person. It was the saddest thing that I've ever seen. Just watching a man essentially milk a steak. Oh and he's like, God. meh. Whoa. No. What kind of monster are you bringing that to? I, I used to work a steak fry um, at an American Legion. Like, I was just a volunteer waitress. Like, I got a free meal. And, like, they always 
bought me free drinks because I was a volunteer. So it was a good time. Yeah. Um, we had this one guy that would come in. Get, get all and, that exercise avoidant old men pinching your ass when you walk by. They were surprisingly respectful, but very, very low tippers. I didn't do it for the money, though. Like, it was just good time. Like, it was a family thing. Yeah. Um, but there was one guy. He was a member of the Legion, so they allowed him to do so. And he would walk there every, like, walk right into the kitchen. When he got there, grab a steak, throw it on the grill, let it sit for, like, three to five seconds, flip it over another three to five seconds, stick it on a plate and go and eat it. Like, <laughs> I don't, I like, like a medium, a good medium rare, and even closer to rare steak. <laughs> but that thing was still mooing practically. Like, man, that's just like meaty bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to chew that for a while, forever. dude. I, I don't know how he did it. Okay, so, surely. Surely. <laughs> Back on track. Uh... Uh, she's at a conference for embalmers. Yep. Uh, she receives a drink from a gentleman down the bar. Mm-hmm. And since he bought her a drink, he she buys him an... The, what's the weirdest appetizer you have? The thing that nobody orders. Oh, it's boneless jerk wings, apparently, which... I've worked in a lot of restaurants. People eat that shit up. They sure That do. is not That's an unusual not... appetizer. No. Not that, at all. that alone just threw me into a rage. Yeah. Like, man, Mike Flanagan, you're not a thin dude. I know you get down on some goddamn That's... boneless Caribbean jerk wings, you yeah. son of a bitch. That's the most obscure. Like, he probably knows some appetizers. It's probably he, just what he was having for lunch and had extras, and he's just like, I throw it in there. Right. We'll call it a business expense. I'll get it for free. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how much in my heart of hearts I wish that was true. Millionaire director Mike Flanagan's just like, nah, I'll write it off. Yeah. Put him in the mood. Yeah. Put him in the picture. Yep. So, her and this gentleman get to talking and she shows him her wedding ring and he kind of keeps his concealed for a while Mm -hmm. and we see the lights shut off at the bar my god they've just lost track of time just chatting it up yep surely you whore Uh (laughs) uh-huh and as soon as he puts his hand on her she sees his wedding ring and as it's explained, because I guess that would be the only horror element of this, is the man telling her what a piece of shit she is. Yeah. Which, okay, what she did probably wasn't great, but I really didn't need an entire scene of just a man berating this woman. Surely or not. It was just Surely like, or not. man. I, it, it did take an awfully long time for that scene to conclude. Like, they, I feel like... There was a lot of scenes in this show that have been drawn out for drama. Yeah, they uh, uh, and just—they—they they really spread out on the bed on this last one. Yeah. He—he uh, he really lays into her. He was not nice. I almost feel bad for Shirley, but at the same time, like we've met Shirley. Right, but, like, her biggest thing is, like, oh, she cheated on her husband once. <laughs> like, that's... True. I... It's fine. Who gives a shit, really? Well, but I guess perfect Shirley does, and that's what drives her insane. It was 
it was just a real fucking weak thing for but Shirley. To, what bothered me the most is like how much, how mad she got about the husband like kissing the sister, which definitely be mad, but like don't act like your little Miss Perfect yeah. in, in loving your husband. Because we didn't mm. know it at the time that she had this shit floating around in the back of her head. Yeah. Just, oh, uh, yeah, I, you yeah. hypocritical bitch, Shirley. Uh-huh. Yeah. Th- this and, of course, they had to name this her. character after the author of a fantastic book. I, <clears throat> I know. I feel like we've gotten real gripey in these last few episodes. I, yeah. Well, they're finally showing us Hill House, and the scene of Hill House throughout the whole thing is visually fantastic like amazing but it's not hill house (laughs) not even a little not even a little bit hill house Uh, so we get theo's dream and theo i forget this girl's name i want to say it's like janice or janet it's it's a very normal name but it's her with uh, the the asian girl that she met at the bar the very first night yeah the very first episode. Yep. And she pops up a couple times, kind of inappropriately at the funeral. Yeah. That's kind of a what are you thinking? You already got the cold shoulder from this per like, real hard. So you're going to show up at her, at the dead at, sister's funeral. Yeah, at her sister's fucking funeral. Like, hi, how are you? I've been worried that about is, you. That is, at best, you send a text message and say, I heard the bad news. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's not a show up at the funeral type of situation. So it's them together, and as is the custom in these scenes, the girlfriend, for lack of a better term, starts giving her the what for. Yep. And by this point, I kind of checked out. I don't even remember what all this is about. I don't either. Um, again, the drama thing. Um, especially this last episode was exemplified i think um but i i hear like two women arguing and i automatically tune out um <laughs> i i learned to stay away from that in in a family full of women but i had a brother i didn't have any sisters and i liked it that way um i'm very glad my i didn't have any more siblings um yeah that, no. all i remember is just i kind of feel like man are we all right? This is the last one. Oh, yep, this is the last one because Nell's already dead. All right, fantastic. We can move on from this weird alternate reality that it didn't serve a function. Because they all, I guess, they all wake up in the red room. Yes. Yep. So it's they maybe these, it's like a dream sequence while the house is taking over their minds and getting them there. But narratively, it doesn't serve a function because it's all add-ons to stuff we had kind of seen before. Yeah. It was just alternate history. That like, it's fine, I guess. I don't. I don't understand for the life of me why any of that was there. And again, I feel like it was kind of use of the time travel trope, just because they could. And <laughs> overuse of it. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, we get uh, Olivia talking about the houses. Yeah, man. More shit they tried to shoehorn in from the book. Yeah, and not very well. Like Because if I remember right, that's the end of this series. That's how Hill House kind of, it's within the first, like, 30 pages. Where yes. she passes this house. And, mm-hmm. you know, I will make uh, 
the stone lions and I yes, will like, make my own clothing. It, it, it's kind of her, in the book anyway, her lust for independence, I guess. Yes, and like just, having something like of her own like, yes. choices and like styles and like, because um, she was finally escaping like her sister and her like the dead mom apartment and you know, that was... And I mean, she, in the book, she stole her sister's car and like ran away and ran it, towards Hill House. It was half and then, hers. It was half hers. You're right. You're right. And she like, she tried, man. Yeah, I, but it, I, man, I could not see the correlation between why they put this here and the book because, because in the book, it serves a very specific narrative function. It's Eleanor's, uh, Eleanor, Jesus Christ, Eleanor, my God. It's basically her internal monologue of, yeah, she's finally free of yep. all this shit. She's on her own. She's going to be independent. I'm going to do this with my life. I'm going to do that. It's like when you get your first apartment and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You're not going to do no. any of that shit. But it, it's her being hopeful and dreaming for this independence that she's yep. never felt before in her life. and. Yep. Showing that her imagination still works, though, because it's just something she saw on a roadside. Yeah. And it's, while she's driving, she's having these grandiose fantasies. Yes, of, like, uh, the house she's going to have and, like, the kind of fence, like, yeah, the, and the, stat the lion statues. Like, I, that's kind of, like, my brain, um, like... I feel like that's... She's probably, like, on that autopilot driving mode where she gets there, like... Mm -hmm. What was I? How did I get here without dying? <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about something else for this entire drive. Oh, um, you, you mean that thing that we've done for like the last six hours, just losing every fucking... Every little bit of focus. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, consistently. Yep. But uh, good thing Nell's back. Nell's back. We get Nell. Yep. And yep. she's uh, speaking in a very strange way that doesn't make any sense. That like I felt like they tried to make her sound dead, well, but it. Here's the thing. Here's what really bothered me about this. They do her talking, uh, like speaking out of sequence. The very next next thing that happens is she's like back on the timeline and just saying the same things. Immediately after they had done, why did you bother having her speaking out of sequence? I. I guess it's driving home the time travel aspect but it, it didn't give it any time to like breathe in between it went right from her apparently gibberish into oh well this is what she was actually doing yeah it i feel like this last <laughs> episode they use the time travel thing uh too much to be clear and precise like i had to watch it a few times to like get the jumps and like be able to watch it and like understand it without being like hella confused for the first few lines at least. Yeah, where where the timelines are supposed to be linear and where they're not, where they're intersecting, what exactly is going on? <laughs> yeah, it, and the thing is like they never really explained any of that and it's that's not Hill House, so like having background on Hill House, you'd think it would help, and, not a bit. <laughs> and also it's fine, but don't give me, what, 
five to six episodes where not a lot happens and then just completely blow your wad in an hour and try and wrap up everything in a nice neat bow poorly yeah i i would say yeah if i'm being very honest they tried again i don't think this is as bad as the previous episode just because Nell's back. I like Nell. Yes. And she is explaining the Red Room, which... Again, this is kind of what we were just talking about of them over-explaining some stuff and under-explaining the things that yes. we needed to know. Because all of a sudden she starts in on this whole thing about what the Red Room is. Yep. And it is the heart of the house... It was, and I I wrote all this down so that we could keep it straight, it was Theo's dance studio, so every time we saw Theo dancing, because in all these shots we would see wiggling at the door, or there would be something outside of there, so it was anytime we saw Theo dancing, anytime we saw Nell in her quote-unquote toy room, Uh, anytime Olivia's reading room, which I don't think they ever showed, she just mentioned I'm going to my reading room. Um, and I think, they did show her in it once oh, um, when they? the kids were running through the house. They ran past her in the reading room. Okay, that doesn't and, make and it any wasn't, fucking sense. It was not clearly that she was in the reading room. So I didn't catch that until like the third time I watched this show. That they did show her in the reading room, but they didn't <laughs> say anything about because it. Because the only time it ever comes up is... She says, I'm going to my reading room. And I forget which one of the kids says, wait, which room is that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I guess does play to Hill House because in the original story, the rooms seem to kind of shift, but not as drastically as what is portrayed in this. But anyway, all right, sorry, we got a little sidetracked there. Uh, Steve, it was his game room whenever we saw him playing like video games and shit. Shirley's family room, which, again, I think there was only one shot ever of her just sitting alone, like, reading a book. It's a family room, but there was never any family in there other than Shirley. Yeah, she was just reading a book. Yeah. Excellent shot, Joyce. Just show me a little girl reading a book. Yep. That's entertainment, baby! (laughs) (laughs) And then it was Luke's treehouse, which we had already kind of learned that Luke didn't have a a treehouse, but now we learn that it was definitively... This deceptive room in the heart of the house. So it's basically like a, a room of, like an evil room of requirement from Harry Potter. Um, like kind of becomes the space I've for each person. I've only made it up to person. the fourth one. I don't. How? I can't get through the fourth one. I don't know why. It's really dragging me down. I was making really good progress on them. And that one just stopped me dead in my tracks. It's, uh, honestly, uh, I don't. I only own the third book in the third movie because it's the best one, and I've seen. That is a good movie. Alfonso so Cuarón is a director. I think he's a very good director. I'm a serious black fan. He's dude. The opening shot of that favorite. third Harry Potter movie where he's walking past the uh, like the playground with the merry-go-round mm-hmm. and shit. That's why they hired a horror director, Alfonso yeah. Cuarón. It's yeah. so fucking good. It looks amazing. It's but Prisoner of Azkaban is like the one of like the books get darker, but. It was like dark. The first like and then like the the redemption arc of like the the criminal uncle the earth's godfather that like is really a good guy. Like, you know, like from Wreck It Ralph. You were a bad guy it doesn't mean exactly mean you're a bad guy. Uh, that I, trope I is like my favorite. Like 
where the bad guy turns out to be the good guy. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you anything about my type, um, hmm. Okay. I couldn't tell you if we get it at all throughout the entirety of the series, but I believe this is the first time that the phrase journeys end in lovers meeting finally comes up. Finally. It was said so I was many so times mad. in the book. And they waited. I, I get why they saved it for the finale. Okay. I get it. It is the most iconic line from the book. And it did. It's like waiting for your, the band to play the song that you want to hear. Uh, y- y- yes. You know it's going to be last. But, all right, this isn't a fucking concert. It's a goddamn no, Hill House it's, it's adaptation. Hill House. It, ten episodes of Hill House, and how do you only mention that once? It, it was it was almost a relief, because it, it was one of those things like, there's no way he's not... No. They're, they're not going to not put that in there. There's no way this... Yeah. Oh, in the last 20 minutes? Of the entire, yeah. Nine hours and 40 minutes in. Yep. They finally mention it. I, I'm glad that you were frustrated with that like I was. Because I, the whole series, I was like, where are they going to put it in? And then the last mm-hmm. episode, of course. And so I, since they bring her up again, I have written down just, so Abigail was real? Because I think this is the part where they show her drink the tea or something. Yeah, I... I, Dude, I am so lost as to what happens at the end of it. mm. I, I, like, thought, like, either she was real or, like, she's a ghost. Because, like, she gets up, like, (laughs) after dying from the tea. But then there's two of them. There's... But... She's dead in the room and then she's standing in the doorway. So... Mm-hmm. Like, hey, hey, do you remember that part where they were just in a completely white room and Luke was an adult? I almost broke... I wanted to turn it... I was so close to the end. I wanted to turn it off so badly. I The Luke in the white room. I just... Uh, Am I dead? Like, oh, man. You might as well what be the at shit, this point. Dude. I... Uh, and I think that's what it was intimating that he was dying, obviously due to what was happening. And like, Olivia's telling him, "Oh, just let go, uh, wake up or awaken or whatever the yeah. fuck it is that she's talking about." Just in a completely stark white room. I. What the fuck does this have to do with anything? Is this supposed to be like a heroin trip inside his head or rat poison trip? Sorry, inside his head, like. Because they don't. He doesn't need to be dead for them to all be ghosts and whatever. Like, like that's the the point of what you've been doing. Why are you all of a sudden giving me a completely empty white room except for them sitting at a table? I, that's supposed to. I get it. It's supposed to be the interior of the red room. It's another one of these time dilation or mm. the weird um, powers of Hill House um, that aren't Hill House. Um, the whole thing has no rules, and I think that's why, like, it bothers me so much. I, I have a question that I hope desperately that you can answer for me, because I don't remember. It may have shown it. I might just be stupid. So, Hugh's dead? Yes. How does Hugh die? I wasn't too... Because he's... 
for to my knowledge, he was talking to Olivia's ghost and said, "You need to let them out of this room. You're killing them." Yeah. And she says, "No, I'm saving them because she's ghost possessor." I, yeah. I, I I understand both points. I suppose. It was a really weird thing for her to argue that she should murder her children. Yeah, very. And especially when she's already a ghost. Uh, dude, I don't know why any of this. I don't. The time traveling ghost thing. Maybe she's stuck in time. I. But I don't remember them ever showing him dying because he says, I'll make you a deal. You let them go and I'll stay here with you forever. Not yeah. in those exact terms, but along I, those lines? I don't think they showed him dying. I just don't think... The best I can reason is he also just took a head dive off of that fucking... Uh, yeah. uh, Railing? The yes. spiral staircase? Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, that's... That's the spot. And again, that very well may have happened, but I was pretty checked out after the white room and after the dream sequences that didn't really matter and after giving us really nothing that fucking mattered in this entire episode except for Nell's inspiring speech that, might I add, is fucking gibberish. I I used to think that our moments were on a strict timeline they go from moment to moment to moment. Now I realize that the moments are sprinkled all around us like confetti. Uh, you, you shut the fuck up. It is gibberish. Absolutely. Like they tried to explain the time travel thing. It's and it 16 doesn't make and I'm deep. <laughs> it's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. But it... It overall has the message of uh, enjoy the time that you have and always keep your memories because you won't be around forever and moments can happen at any time I'm assuming is where they were going with it right. it was the gist yeah. and I guess there's the whole thing wrapping up of facing your past and facing your ghosts yeah. because they go back into do you, do you want to tell anybody how this series ends? Because I'm going to shout I, again. I, I like making you angry. I, I'm going to shout show. a lot. I, I don't... I don't like how they ended it at all. Um, and I screamed at my television too. <laughs> and, and that's kind of why I asked you to do this. Because they had a two-year sobriety birthday cake for Luke. I know. Um, like not, he was a fucking child. Not just that, but like the the whole... The, the smiling, happy family thing. The, the like, montage that after this traumatic experience, they've, they've all... All their wounds are healed. They're a happy family just, again. Again, and... I just... Okay. Mm. That's fine. You want to show me a montage of that? That's fine. Do you know what really makes my blood boil? The voiceover. The... About the ghosts. From the very first episode that he is explaining to the elderly black woman that he's trying to swindle. Yep. 
about how ghosts are your past. Ghosts yeah. are your memories. I got so goddamn mad. I, dude. This, this is what you're going to do? This is how you're going to end this. They don't end it on any sort of horror element of this is what they think, you know, uh, really breaking your balls at the end of it like they've done throughout the entire thing. Yep. And ending it on a downer. Nope. Happy I... repaired family dynamic. Yes. Get all the way fucked. Yep. <laughs> Get um, all the way fucked. I feel like that was the biggest... I, for one, the whole like happy family trope at the end of the horror movie or, or show, like a series, any kind of, even a short series, like, it's not how it works. Uh, it's not, you're not supposed to end up comfortable at the end of a horror movie. I'm sorry. That's just not how it works. No. And, and they, they like tried to like pat their viewers on the head and, and, and then we get to see Steven rationalizing his bullshit again. My fists clenched. <clears throat> when Shirley started on about with her husband, I'm going to say something to you for the next three minutes, and I need you to love me harder than you've ever loved me, even though I've been an unreasonable bitch to you for the past 48 hours or more, maybe several weeks after this entire experience. I don't know. We're never given a clear timeline. It doesn't fucking matter. No. I... I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall, and I need you to catch me. I hope. I would have stood up and told her, get fucked. I want a divorce immediately. I, I'm taking half this business. Uh -huh. This is half mine. You hypocritical twat. Yeah. I might not have yelled at a woman like that. I probably would have just got up and left. <laughs> but uh, I can yell at my TV like that. And I sure did, Kayla. I, I sure did. <laughs> I, I really took that car out for a spin. <laughs> I got so mad. Uh, I I thought I was really like the anticipation of this show got me more excited than the actual show itself, except for like a couple of parts. Man, that Nell episode. But I mm, perfect. At yes, like. <laughs> But the fact is that you can name the good episodes <laughs> in a ten-part series, and they are distinct from the other ones. Well, I mean, in yeah. every show is going to have bad episodes, but I mean, the extent to which I watch this again, I understand. Even I said it's ten hours worth of content. Keeping it all straight is going to be tough. Yeah. But when you just kind of shit it all out at the very end, and then end on a happy family and. Uh, her reconciling, Shirley reconciling with her husband, Steve reconciling with his wife, who also should have told him, to get, get all fucked. the way fucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, his, oh man. She's an idiot. Like, just a straight, it, uh, for one, how could she marry him in the first place? Like, just, no. It, but you, then to take him back after all of that? Yes. You supported him during his writing career, which, okay, if you're going to do a thing like that for a person that you love, cool. I, I'm not going to fault her too much for that. That's a lot. 
to uh, expect a person to do and to still, I mean, to be fair, if you have to take care of somebody, that's kind of a burden. And it it turns those feelings toward that person. The fact that she could overlook that, wonderful woman. And then to find out, she had to have found out, he must have told her after this awakening of his about his vasectomy. He might even do it in the last part, I forget, doesn't matter. Get all the way fucked. You lied to me for how many years about this thing that I really, really, truly and, wanted. And, like, made her think like, that she was the problem yeah, for this, a while. Like, yeah, and, like, that is a major thing. And I'm not just going to say, like, in a woman's life, but primarily in women's lives as opposed to men. More Statistically, more women want children than men. It's a very important thing to a lot of women. And to have been robbed of that by this fucking Dude, mm-hmm. and but they're not young anymore. They're not like 25. They bring it up that, you know, you're in your 30s. It's going to be a little tougher yeah. to do all this. And she's still gung-ho, really wants this life with him. And he's lying to her the whole time. And then to come back and say, oh, I fixed the things with my fucked up family. I'm okay now. I, she yeah. should have been, oh, that's great for you. Bye. Yep. Kick rocks, buddy. <laughs> See ya. I, uh. I hate it so goddamn much, Kayla. When, I, when you brought up doing this series, I had only watched it the once, and it was while I was drinking, and went, I'm pretty sure I responded with, oh yeah, Hill House is great, we'll, we'll do that. And going through it, the first thing, after the first episode, I went, oh no. <laughs> and that's the thing, is, it, it's very well reviewed, everybody seems to love Hill House, and I think I'm wrong for not liking it, but deep down it... I think I'm right. I feel like I'm right. You're kind of right. I feel like I'm right. I feel like this is fucking garbage. Compared to, like, the originals. But it's not Hill House. Like, again, we said it at the beginning. Like, they just slapped the Hill House name and, like, stuck the names of the characters and plugged a few things in. But it's... Not and that it looks story. Good. And it, it looks good. And like, and let's be fair with a lot of people that don't watch as many movies. Like, is I, I watch a lot of movies. Like, this might seem like something that was very good, but it's very deceiving because it looks great. But the content within it, it it's kind of rubbish. Yeah. Yep. I I wish they would have actually done hill house and like inside and on the grounds of hill house like the Mm -hmm. fucking book um because visually that would have been absolutely amazing but on screen we didn't see much of hill house like we were talking earlier no like we didn't see the grounds like no and none of that, like the, the little brook or creek or whatever they went to, like that was like a main setting in the book that they just completely did not include at all. Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I don't hold Hill House as like sacred. No, I don't. You want to, you want to change some stuff? Fucking The Haunting did it in 1963. Only a few years after it was released, they changed a bunch of shit. They kept the core of the story intact. Like I said, there's no connective tissue besides names and shoehorned in references. There's not even characters that resemble each other. No. Like, the... I liked Eleanor in the show. Like, that was my favorite. Um, I 
She's the only one that I care about. Eleanor. Yes, exactly. Everybody else. And that's one of the things that makes this so hard for me to watch is everybody is so distinctly unlikable. Yes. All the way down to the Dudleys. You're just like, man, I do... No. Fuck all of you. I don't care. It's, it's kind of like when you see in movies, like, the... It happens a lot in, like, 80s slashers. Like, yeah, kill the kid. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck who this chuckle fuck is. Yeah, I hope he dies. I don't give a... I don't care what happens to these people. They're all assholes. Fuck them. They're all so distinctly unlikable that... That's... Yeah. And I understand, okay, sure, it's the curse, but... Man, give us something. 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 And then they take away the only character I really kind of like. I Yeah. I That was very odd in the series. Like, you know she's going to die. So, like, I was like, dang, I already liked her. <laughs> and I don't like anybody else. And, like, I have the soft spot for, you know, Luke. But other than that, and Theo's, like, cute and all, but she's a fucking psycho. Um, yeah. Like, total cunt bag most of the time. So, uh-huh. um... And very preachy. It very... While very, not wanting to be preached to. Yes. Mm. Yes. It, like, the biggest of hypocrites. Dis- I'm going to fix your mental health, but I'm not going to do a goddamn Dis- thing about my own. Distinctly <laughs> unlikable. Yes. <laughs> Every single one of them. And I guess, like, I was about to say, well, Luke's isn't his fault. That's just junkies. But, I mean... <laughs> If, if I hadn't had a history with it, I would find junkies to be distinctly unlikable. unlikable. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very true. There's, I... just, there's nothing for me to care about. Mm-hmm. Except for getting to the bottom of this mystery? Yeah. That sometimes has ghosts? Sometimes it's just sad? Yeah, it, sometimes <laughs> it's just like people like acting fucking crazy and you won't know why until the ninth episode or you know sometimes it's a secondary character having to wait patiently while one character delivers a very long monologue mm-hmm. uh that was i feel like that was probably like a third of the show was just long ass monologues um unfortunately <laughs> oh and it like i said it takes everything and just brings it to a grinding halt every single time. Every time. I like I when I watch like a horror show or a movie, like you want to like the the excitement's like a good thing, and the when you have like a long winded monologue, you're like, oh, now I'm bored. Yeah, and I'm not into it anymore, and just. So- if, if for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't seen Hill House, I think I can kind of put it into perspective. It's like a movie from the 90s or early 2000s, whenever they would have like a big name comedian in a movie, and every single time there would be a spot in that movie where they just like designate five minutes for them to do part of their comedy act, and the movie comes to a grinding halt while like Chris Rock does a bit in the middle of a movie. That's what it's like every single time, except for it's not funny or interesting. Yeah, and very, very over dramatic. Um, and I like, I don't want drama. If I wanted drama, yeah. I would watch a drama. Um, but the, the mixing of the genres, cool. Get more people into horror, maybe. And uh, it sounds like we're bitching and, about it being like sophisticated. I don't expect them to talk like slack jawed yokels. No. But I don't expect this 
overly just melodramatic, just almost Shakespearean delivery of all this shit. And just like, mm. This is the 90s. Like, you are not dealing with all of that like that. And just, no. I'm going to stop all this right in its tracks. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hey, but you've survived. We survived talking about Hill House, so. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. I I didn't like it coming into this, and after talking it over with you, I kind of like it even less. Like my voice is wearing out it, because I've I've shouted a lot in this past I, I don't know how long. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> Last episode's a little long because we got a little excited because. And now I'm hoarse. Mad. <laughs> yes, I was very angry at how this ended, and especially with Hill House having just a perfect ending. It did though. It's I, so good. So good, and that's the one thing that. The ending of the book, like, Hill House doesn't let you go if it doesn't want to. Uh-huh. And that's, like, the whole thing about Hill House. That's why, it's like... It's the thing they've explained throughout this don't entire stay in series the Hill House as well! Like, like, you can move about during the day, but don't even go outside at night. Like, the grounds of Hill House will keep you there and fuck with you if you let it, like... A direct line from Hugh Crane is, we are all an unfinished, we're like an unfinished meal to this house. Yes. But, uh, yep. nah, now that uh, Hugh's there keeping Olivia company, everything's cool. I, Hill House uh, gave up. I, yeah, I, and Hill House let him out with the children. That never would have happened. No. No. Especially in the middle of the night. It would have been like, you're all dead. Fuck all of you. They would have died at the gates. Yes. Kind of like how they were supposed to. (sighs) All right. I think we've uh, pretty much given our final thoughts on this. Have I frustrated you enough with this one, Chris? Um, It's frustrating because it's so good, but lacking in very specific areas. It looks great, though. It really does. Visually, it's astounding. Most of the acting is phenomenal. But I still don't like it as much as I wanted to. And I was very angry. <laughs> um, they built it up, and they're like, we're going to do this. And like, it, they're, they, there was interviews that like we kept to the book as much as we could while turning it into a TV show. And like at the end of it, I like uh, slammed huh? my fist on my coffee table and I'm like, I call bullshit. <laughs> no. Man, this is... Huh. All right, we've said enough. Yeah. Um, would, you, would you recommend it? Oddly enough, like after, after all the shit we've talked, if it was to somebody who is very ingrained in horror or just a film in general, maybe less so, somebody who is very ingrained in horror and specifically Hill House, yeah. I would tell them, watch it, you might appreciate it, you might like it, but more than likely you're probably going to be kind of mad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I didn't know the book so well, I probably might have liked it better. Um, but it, it, it just, the Hill House aspect of what the house does to people was like, they just, Hill House and name only. It, it, I just, 
Huh. It just bothered me. And like the red room, I like the idea, but too much. I just not. It's not Hill House. Like name it something else. And yeah. Just call it its own movie because it's not <laughs> fucking Hill House at all. At all. Just change the name, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, go into it without any expectations. Know there's some monologues. That's your kind of thing. I. And if you, again, but. if you're not super into horror, this might be a good. I don't want to say introduction because that makes me sound like a pompous cock. It, but it kind of is though. It's it's more psychological thriller, but with elements of horror popped in there. Um, it's a fucking soap it, opera. It, it is. It's a horror soap opera, and I. I tried. I I really tried. Yeah. Um, Next time you make Hill House, make it better, Kayla. I, I, I would. <laughs> like, where? I mean, millions of dollars. Give me think, the funding, Chris. I'll I don't do it. Think, I don't think either of us are going to be making a better version of this. Mike Flanagan's really good at what he does. He's very, yes. All right. Yeah, I guess uh, watch Hill House or don't. I don't care. Eh. Do what you want. It's a very anticlimactic ending to this saga that we've, uh, this road that we've gone down. Yes. Uh, it took us how many months to get here since I, we pitched this uh, idea? Several, and one of us will be dead within the next month. Ooh, I have yeah. a feeling. Okay. Well, but also, I do kind of think that I'm invincible. History has proven I mean, that I cannot be killed. <laughs> Same though. Um, yeah. Suck it, God. 